Hey there, thanks for coming back. This is episode two of season two of Keep On, the podcast of Abigail Wallace and Joyfully Pressing On. It's called He Will Complete It. Are you ever going to finish that meek book, Abigail? Give birth already. It's been six years since you started. Kate was blunt, but she was not the first to mention my unfinished book. Not complete. Do you have piles of unfinished projects? I do. A glance at piles of notebooks with unfinished drafts reveals that I start a lot of projects I do not complete, which in the writing world need not be a bad thing. Those idea notebooks belong in bucket number one, and many are best left in that bucket. There are also piles of baggies, baggies of bugs, on the top shelf in my pantry. They're part of a half-finished 4-H entomology project. Only half of the insects are pinned, but since it was my son's 4-H project, I'll take only half the blame. My biggest piles of unfinished, though, are mounting bedside. I counted. Of the 25 books there, I've finished 11, which means I've completed only 44%. Still, I rest in the words from the book Lit, A Christian Guide to Reading Books, which is a book that I did in fact finish, here are the words. Often readers don't stop reading because they don't have permission to stop. You have permission. The only book you should read entirely is the Bible. All other books must prove their value along the way. Don't allow unfinished books to pile up in a mountain of guilt. Tony Reinke, Lit, page 115. What is the good work? And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. Those are Paul's much-loved words found in Philippians 1 verse 6. But what is the good work of which Paul refers? Is it when an unsafe friend comes to church? Or when a family member watches The Chosen with you? Does that mean that he will be with you in heaven forever? Or even that my book will make it to print? Is that the good work? or that your living room remodel will be completed? To answer that question, we've got to see Philippians 1 verse 6 in context. Paul had just called his readers saints in Christ Jesus. They were of the faith in Christ Jesus. God finishes every good thing he starts. And being a good God whose every way is perfect, he would never start a bad thing. So God is a finisher. He is actually called the starter and finisher or perfecter of our faith in Hebrews 12 verse 2. God started and gave us faith. Since our faith in Christ is a good thing, that is the good thing we can count on God to finish. In other words, Philippians 1 6. The context shows us the good work God will complete is wrought in the lives of believers. He doesn't promise any less or any more because he completes all of his good works. I don't. God knows I don't. My notebook's full of incomplete drafts and my stacks of unfinished books prove it. But God is not man. He will complete it. Or does he? But what about Jeremiah's field trip to the potter's house? What about that? Doesn't God ever give any of his projects up? 
Didn't God show Jeremiah that he might just rework that lopsided pot? For more about this story, check out Jeremiah 18. Doesn't Jeremiah 18 tell us that the potter has the right to return the partly formed pot back into a lump? It does. He does. Which means that you might be asking, doesn't that negate Philippians 1 verse 6, that God always finishes what he starts? Actually, no. Because Paul wrote those things to Christians, to individuals and fellow partakers in the gospel. But the context of Jeremiah 18 is nations. When nations go bad, God declares the right to do with them as he wishes. That's the point. It's not the point of this post, though, but drop me a comment if you want to hear more. God reserves his divine prerogative to let nations go their own way. The good work in Philippians 1 verse 6 is a work of faith, which is a gift of faith. And that means it is a work that God will complete. The unbroken chain of Romans 8 relates. Whom God calls, he also justifies. And whom he justifies, he also glorifies. No one falls out. The chain will be completed. The circle will be unbroken. The good work starts with faith and is complete when we, perfected and complete, see Jesus face to face. God will see all of his good works finished and complete. Why it matters. All this matters because we fail. We lose heart when we make the same mistakes, when we break every resolution by January 18th, and we fall into sinful unbelief. It matters because perfectionism paralyzes us. We want to be perfect, but when we fail, we freeze. We can rejoice knowing that if we are in Christ, nothing is wasted. Nothing includes everything, now imperfect and incomplete, because God's ways, his word, and his works are perfect. See Psalm 18 verse 30, Deuteronomy 32 verse 4, and Psalm 12 verse 6. As far as I can tell, perfect means a thing cannot get any better. There is no improving on it. When God undertakes a work, it will be as good as it is possible to be. It will be finished perfect, complete. Everything will be pulled together. There are not any dangling, unseemly threads from God's vantage point on the top of the tapestry. Take that to the bank next time you mess up, or at least consider the talking teacup. So I read about an American couple, both connoisseurs of pottery and fine china, who celebrated their 40th anniversary in Sussex, England. There, in a little antique shop, their eyes landed on a lovely teacup on the top shelf. Now here, listener, I beg your pardon for this uncharacteristic Disney-esque twist. So as the man gently strokes the teacup, the teacup begins to speak. You don't understand. I haven't always been a teacup. There was a time when I was red and I was clay. And my master rolled me, then patted me over and over and over, and I yelled, let me alone. But he smiled and said, not yet. Then I was placed on a spinning wheel. Suddenly I was spun around and around and around. Stop it. I'm getting dizzy. I said, the master nodded and said, not yet. Then he put me in an oven where I'd never felt such heat. I wondered why he wanted to burn me and I yelled and I knocked on the door. I could see him through the opening. 
He nodded his head, and I read his lips as they said, Not yet. Finally, the door opened, and he put me on a shelf where I began to cool. But suddenly, he grabbed me again and brushed and painted me all over. I thought I would suffocate the fumes were so bad, but he just smiled and said, Not yet. He put me back into an oven, not the first one, but one twice as hot, and I knew that I was going to suffocate. I begged and screamed, and all the while I saw him through the opening, smiling and nodding his head and repeating, not yet, not yet. I didn't think I'd last. I was just ready to give up when the door opened, and he took me out and put me on the shelf. An hour later, he came back and handed me a mirror. I couldn't believe my eyes. Just look at yourself. He continued, I know that it hurt to be rolled and padded, but I, if I had left you, you would have dried out. I know that it made you dizzy to spin you around on that spinning wheel, but I had stopped. If I would have, you would have crumbled. And I know that it was horribly hot in the oven, but if I had not put you in, you would have cracked. I know that the fumes were awful while I painted and brushed you, but had I not, you wouldn't have hardened and there would have been no color in your life. Had I skipped the second oven, you wouldn't have survived. Your hardness would not have held. Now you are complete. You are what I had in mind when I first began with you. What his grace has begun, his strength will complete. We are confident of this very thing, that he who began the good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. The day of Christ Jesus. That last phrase is both encouraging and a wee bit disconcerting, isn't it? The process of becoming like Jesus, called sanctification, will be completed, but it won't be finished until the day of Christ Jesus, which means strap in. Get ready for more rolling and padding and spinning and more fumes and fires. God is still working on us. But it also means we can take heart because God will complete us. One day we will look like our big brother Jesus, Romans 8, 29. We will be perfect. Perfect. Bible commentator F.B. Meyer wrote, We go into the artist's studio and find their unfinished pictures covering large canvas and suggesting great designs, but which have been left, either because the genius was not competent to complete the work or because paralysis laid the hand low in death. But as we go into God's great workshop, we find nothing that bears the mark of haste or insufficient power to finish. And we are sure that the work which his grace has begun, his arm of strength will complete. The word perfect means complete. God is going to complete those things that concern you. He is going to complete that work of his spirit within your life. But he is not hasty. Jesus Christ will complete it because he is the author and finisher of our faith. Our faith. He doesn't promise I'll get a single book written, project completed, or bedside pile read. But he will perfect that which concerns me. His mercy is more. He will not forsake the work of his hands. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. 
Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. Psalm 138, verse 8. Keep on, friends.